driver had a miraculous escape after collision with deer on the M9. Article by Michael Tracy. A Carlo woman was hospitalised for two days after her car struck a deer on the M9. Donna Byrne, age 27, is warning people about deer on the motorway after a large stag jumped out in front of her car on the 26th of January. It was after 11pm and Donna had passed the Kilcullen exit at Junction 2 approaching the motorway services area. It just happened before the junction of the Circle K and McDonald's at Kilcullen just before the exit. I was driving along, then bang. The whole of the bonnet went up. I didn't know what had happened. I thought I had hit someone. I thought I had killed someone. The car went out of control going into a spin. A terrified Donna feared she would be struck by another vehicle. I genuinely thought I'd never see anyone again. This is my last moment, she said. I ended up right in the middle of the road in between the two lanes. Whatever bit of adrenaline I had, I was able to swerve it into the hard shoulder. The deer died instantly. Donna alerted the emergency services believing she had hit and killed a person. She only realised what had happened when a young Kilkenny man driving down from Dublin airport stopped to assist her and told her it was a deer. Donna recalled that she went into shock after the collision and could barely string a sentence together at the scene, although she had no visible injuries. Her 151 Audi A4 was written off. I think it's so unsafe to have deer on the motorway. That could have been me finished. If I was not driving a good sturdy car, I would be dead, she said. The guards thought I was so lucky, but someone might not be as lucky as me. While Garthi attended the collision, Donna was not seen by paramedics at the scene and her mother's partner brought her home. The extent of the medical receptionist's injuries only became apparent the following day. She began vomiting and was delirious and ended up being kept in hospital for two days. I wasn't even able to give my date of birth right. I couldn't lift my legs, she said. Donna had concussion and had difficulty breathing, while she also struggled to move her legs. It was feared she may have a spinal injury or a punctured lung. Thankfully, CT scans and chest x-rays were clear, but she has suffered concussion, whiplash, bruising on her arms and legs and ribs, and had injured her rotator cuff. She is currently receiving physio for her injuries, while the collision has also left her extremely nervous while driving. Donna is speaking out to highlight the danger to motorists and is calling for action to be taken. There are several deer signs on the M9, but not in the immediate vicinity of Kilcullen. Like countless others who travel the road regularly, Donna had given the signs little thought. She suggested a speed limit reduction in the area. Something should be done. If deer are jumping out on cars, that will be fatal. It is so bad, she said. I don't want to hear it happen to someone else and they are dead. Kildare Garda Superintendent Martin Walker told the Nationalist there was a concentration of deer in the Nace and Kilcullen areas. We don't know where they are going to come out. They are unpredictable, he said. They are spreading. They started spreading out of a small nucleus of Sika in Powers Court and they have spread through Kildare and Wicklow. He said deer strikes in the area were common enough, although he had not heard of one that led to a motorist being injured. Superintendent Walker recalled hitting a deer with his car himself on the motorway several years ago, approaching Nace, which caused thousands in damage, while he had another more recent near-miss on a local road. 
deer strikes would happen more often during the rutting season when males are out finding females, he said. People have to be conscious of it. Deer can pop up anywhere. The superintendent also warned motorists that deer are more active at night. Superintendent Walker believed lowering the speed limit on the particular stretch of motorway would have little impact. Donna maintains that it should not take a motorist to be killed for action to be taken. You shouldn't wait for something like that to happen before you do something. That is crazy, she said. Football great Paul McGrath launches Carlo Heritage Walk. Article by Suzanne Pender. Football legend Paul McGrath took on the splendour of Mount Leinster at the weekend to launch the county's heritage and cultural walk, the Columban Way. Paul joined local community groups, Carlow Tourism, Falch Ireland and Carlow County Council on Mount Leinster to officially launch this unique walking trail that gives visitors the opportunity to follow in the footsteps of the inspirational 6th century monk, St Columbanus, who was born at the foot of Mount Leinster. Promoted by Carlow Tourism, developed by Carlow County Council, and with significant input from local community groups including Michel Mintier the Carlow Walk joins the finished route at Bangor County Down as part of a wider national and European Columban Way. Like a lot of people, over the last two years I have a new appreciation for the amazing outdoor spaces we have in Ireland and the positive effects walking can have on your mental health, said Paul. Walking on my own or with friends has become an important part of my life. The Columban Way speaks in a very real way to the importance of community. It's not about where you're going, but the journey itself. We have a right to be proud of the many scenic walks we have in this country, and this is a great opportunity to support local tourism businesses in Carlow. Learn more about our history and get the steps in. Linking in with the demand for slow, sustainable tourism, the trail is expected to be a key tourism attraction. In conjunction with Carlow County Council, we are delighted to celebrate this exceptional amenity for the county, said Michael Walsh, Chair of Carlow Tourism. It is widely recognised in tourism that visitors seek bespoke tailored experiences that resonate with them on a personal level. It is fitting, therefore, that the Columban Way is referred to as the journey of discovery, he added. Once fully developed, the Columban Way in Ireland will stretch 530 kilometres across counties Carlow, Wexford, Kildare, Leash, Meath, Cavan, Monaghan, Fermanagh and Down. Councillor Fintan Phelan, Cahirlach of Carlow County Council, spoke of Carlow's proud and vibrant tradition of community engagement. We look forward to fostering existing relationships with our Northern Ireland and European counterparts as this project grows and expands. I would like to thank the Department of Rural and Community Development and Falsha Ireland for funding this project and acknowledge all the community groups that were key drivers of this wonderful amenity. This spiritual and pilgrimage trail is based on the model of the Camino de Santiago and the Franciagena and the other great European cultural routes. It links three areas with strong associations to St Columbanus, his birthplace at Mount Leinster, his place of study at Cleanish Island in County Fermanagh, and the monastery he joined in Bangor, County Down. Patsy MacLean, chair of Michel Mwintinitira and president of the Friends of St Columbanus, was keen to highlight the relevance of the saint today. 
St Columbanus is widely recognised as Ireland's first great European saint. His story, ethos and teachings have equal resonance in the context of European politics, with his name intrinsically linked with the founding of the European project in the late 1950s. The Columban Way celebrates this legacy and fosters a determination in us all to continue to work together to build communities at home and abroad. The Columban Way features interpretation panels, directional signage and a Columban Way cairn at the scenic Nine Stones viewing point. Detailed maps of the Columban Way as well as a list of accommodation, restaurants and walking guides are available on www.carlotourism.com forward slash the Columban Way. Ministers visit Carlo to mark completion of heritage projects. Article by Suzanne Pender Last week heralded a new era for two of County Carlow's most historic and treasured locations, the Browns Hill Dolmen and Altamont Gardens. Minister for State with responsibility for the Office of Public Works, the OPW, Patrick O'Donovan, was in Carlow last Tuesday to mark the completion of landscaping and accessibility works at Browns Hill Dolmen. Also in attendance was Minister of State for Heritage and Electoral Reform, Malcolm Noonan, local representatives, councillors, OPW and council officials. Minister O'Donovan presented a plaque on the reopening of the Dolmen to Cahirloch of Carlow County Council, Councillor Fintan Phelan. It gives me great pleasure that Browns Hill Dolmen, which I know is much cherished by the community, is now reopened to the public, said the minister. The new fenced path, seating and signage installed by the OPW's Heritage Services Conservation Team have greatly improved the presentation of the site, making it accessible for all and enhancing the visitors' enjoyment. These works were carried out at the height of the second lockdown and in the face of a number of challenges, such as the archaeological sensitivity of the site and the partial collapse of the access bridge. I want to pay tribute to the OPW-led team, which still managed to progress works with minimal delays, much to the delight of residents and visitors from further afield, said the Minister. Minister Malcolm Noonan described County Carlow as steeped in built archaeological and natural heritage. I welcome this significant focus on enabling and drawing the best from that heritage for the local community and for tourism. Minister O'Donovan and I are committed to working with all stakeholders to enhance, conserve and interpret these important sites. I think too that the recently appointed Heritage Officer for the county will greatly add to the promotion of Carlow as a heritage destination. Minister O'Donovan then visited Carlow Castle where the OPW completed major stabilisation works in 2021 following the collapse of the lower section of the wall of the castle's northeast tower caused by Storm Kira in February 2020. The site reopened to the public last October. He was also briefed on site at Carlow Courthouse, where the OPW is currently progressing a pilot project for the repair of the historical cast and wrought iron railings, due to be completed by the end of June. From Carlow Town, Minister O'Donovan travelled to Altamont Gardens, particularly famous at this time of year for its large collection of snowdrops. In Altamont, the Minister opened the renovated wall gardens and announced the appointment of Howley Hayes Cooney Architects, who will lead the integrated design team for the Altamont House and Gardens development project. 
Speaking in the newly renovated walled garden, Minister O'Donovan expressed his hope that this new amenity would be used for outdoor events in the summer, such as concerts or educational workshops, which would be in the spirit of Corona North, who had placed great value in the passing on of knowledge and education. Minister O'Donovan continued, The appointment of architects signals the start of the design phase for the Altamont House and Gardens Development Project, which will allow us to further develop the estate and realise its wonderful potential as a leading visitor attraction and heritage garden in Ireland's southeast. The OPW will be consulting with the stakeholders as plans emerge, and we hope to see over the coming years upgraded car parking facilities, access to the ground floor of the house by visitors, provision of visitors' facilities in the granite and bell tower courtyards, including a cafe, natural heritage education area, and a gallery and interpretive exhibition space through careful adaptation of existing buildings.